3: Brain and body need sex and drugs and rock and roll. Very
0: good indeed. All right, all right. Best thing about high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. (laughs) Classic McConaughey. Oh, mate.
3: I love him. He gets brilliant.
0: Well, there was a period where all he'd do was like shitty romantic comedies. Yeah. And then he just proved that he's actually an incredible actor.
3: Mate, what did Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, what a film. Killer Joe. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, dude. Even in... Um... Tropic Thunder. Yeah, well,
0: it's he's very self-aware, man. isn't he? When yeah. he's in fucking Wolf of Wall Street, and he's doing. Oh a, uh, yeah, <laughs> like he's he's aware of the Matthew McConaughey persona, and he can That's play right. up to it. Yeah, man. There was I a band. That. There was a band he was doing some shows with, and he's just shirtless playing bongos with him. I can't remember who it was. It was like the Dave Matthews Band or something like that. Right. But he's just on stage, them, there's photos, and he's just like lost in the groove. You can tell he's someone who smokes a bit of weed. Of he does. Has a good time yeah. and ain't afraid to send himself up, which is what yeah. I love. Because actors are rare breeds, aren't they? And some of them can be a little bit precious.
3: Yeah, take it too seriously. Yeah. where he's talented enough to be able to. It's like, being, it's like when you see Marks Brothers uh, playing the piano, but playing it badly, like Les Dawson. You've got to be able to play it well in order to play it badly. And that's the same as Matthew McConaughey. He's a fucking great actor. So he's able to fuck about with it. Yeah. and I love that. I love that.
0: Yeah, there's that notion as well that you have to know the rules to know how to break them as well. So when people like dissect art, and you might think, "Oh, that's just scrappy and shit," it's like, no, they know that the formulaic approach is there and it can work, but it's more fun sometimes to play with that formula. Of course
3: it is, man. It's nothing, nothing better than breaking the rules, man. Breaking. They're there to be broken. I I struggle with that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get worried because I'm, I will, I, I get caught out. Like I, I like when I was a kid, you know, doing something silly, you know, it was again, It goes again, I'm a nice guy and blah blah blah, and then I do something daft and then get caught. So now I'm like, oh god, I'm going. Oh, I've oh. so been a rule breaker. So, like, oh, well, you have miserable. to
0: deal with the consequences of your actions. Of course don't you? you do. And, and if you're like who's that. a good person, then mm-hmm. you don't want to be perceived as a bad person. Exactly, so man. You can't be writing checks that your ass can't <laughs> cash. So where where did you grow up, brother?
2: Where I was where up. was
3: home for you as a, a wee lad? I grew up in. I was born in Bromley Hospital in Kent, uh, which is like Kent, South East London border. Ashford. I was where I was born. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So I thought you. Were, I was going to say because you you say you're from Birmingham, but you haven't got the accent. Thank God. <laughs> So to any Brummies it's, listening. I can say it, I'm from here. It
0: is, I think, the most unattractive accent <laughs> on females and just one of the thickest accents on, on blokes. Wow. And no disrespect, Huge. I'm from Birmingham, I can say it. And I haven't actively avoided the accent. It's not like I've gone to elocution lessons. No. Um, I think it's just I moved to Solihull, which is an area of Birmingham, when I was two or three. Yeah. So I was born in Ashford, but then my parents moved from south up to the Midlands because my dad's job. Uh, And so I've been in Birmingham for most of my life. I lived in Exeter for four years and I was a student down there and London for a few years and moving back there. But it's just an accent that I've never really had. And maybe it's because... I've been broadcasting for the last 10 years because mm. actually there's a lot of footage of me from when I was about 17, 18, 19 yeah. where me and my mates would film us getting up to all kinds of pranks and things. And I look back at that footage now and I sound very brummy then. Okay, But I think maybe after going on the radio and you're aware that your voice has to be decipherable to as broad an audience as possible. Yes. So maybe there has been a slight subconscious, subtle element of... Yeah. honing it down so I can be understood yeah. by as many people as possible occasionally it comes out with certain words but I think unless Lovely you're Ozzy Osbourne yeah. you can't pull it off Ozzy sounds <laughs> great <laughs> yeah. hello Matt he's brilliant but anyone else but yeah so sorry
3: no no Kent. you're right but you're yeah so, so if you say like words like bath instead of bath
0: I, I say bath. Yeah. Yeah. I, say, nah. where's the, and I actually say bathroom. Someone last night at the, oh, wow. the Glee Club was saying it's funny because I'm American. Uh, oh, Ameri- I'm the, Al LaBelle. I'm American, so I call the toilet, the bathroom, and someone asked me, where's the toilet? I go, it's probably in the bathroom. Have you looked there? <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. But I actually do say, if I'm in a pub, I do say, where's the bathroom? please?" Yeah. I guess I'm a little bit posh. I wish I was. Well,
3: my, my brilliant ex-wife, uh, India. So you was... have a healthy relationship, do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, she's a classy lady, and she's... she's gone off she's she's met someone great and she's married and happy and it's all beautiful man and uh, she's from Dadlington which is just outside of uh, Leicester right so she's got and she went to good schools and and did well and you know so she's got she didn't really have the accent either but every now and again she'd say grass and bath yeah, so that's the only. That was the only telltale sign.
0: After you've had a few drinks, maybe with some hometown friends. Then it definitely yeah. rises. Oh, she'd to the say, purpose,
3: "Bab," yeah. she says, it, yeah, everyone, yeah.
0: Bab. am alright, bab. bab. Yeah, yeah, I'm alright." Oh, <laughs> Noddy Holder, he's actually another great Midlands hero. He is, and, and, yeah. And he, Dude, it went with Christmas at Noddy Holder. You right? Do you know that they probably make still to this day? I think about a million pounds a year off that Jesus. song, at least. They must do because like they, they, they just live off the royalties of like that one song alone. Amazing. And they were actually they were the highest selling band for singles in yeah. the seventies in the UK. Really? In fact that not a lot of people know they were as big as the Beatles because what they had was every football fan would be singing Slade down yeah, in the terraces, yeah, yeah. and they, they just tapped into that. They were basically the Oasis of their day. Yeah. And Oasis, where I think that influenced very proudly on their sleeve. Oh, of course, they yeah. covered "Come On Feel
3: the Noise" as yeah, well. That's how they I first had heard that song.
0: Every seventies bloke, yeah, they had as a fan. Because they were a lads band, like they a were, 70s lads yeah. band, and they were
3: huge. Mate, Slade, when I, when I was a kid, I hated Slade, I wasn't bothered. It wasn't until later on, and I heard the cover by Oasis, and that's what made me go and back the and have
0: a And like, yam, 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 that's what it's from,
3: it? Yeah, and that's what made me go back and then discover Slade in Flame and... They're They're a hard rock and roll band, man. Their early stuff is banging, man, and And sweet. We were saying earlier, sweet as well. Slade, Mud, all that 70s glam stuff. Because you only know the one, you know the singles. Yeah. When you go back into it
0: and check the albums, fuck, man. And that Slade album cover where they are like that, yeah, yeah, written on their fingers. (laughs) Because. They write out all the song titles as they pronounce them phonetically,
3: don't they? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, come on, feel the noise, spelled like, C-U-M. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was what, when uh, Vic and Bob did them. Yeah. Like, get down and get with it. <laughs> and I, so, yeah, so there's a thing growing up in, I grew up in Orpington in, in Kent. Uh, so not far from Bromley, uh, which, you know, you had the Bromley contingent, you had Susie Sue, and you had Billy Idol and all the like the punk, uh, you know, Bromley contingent being the punk mob. David Bowie, he's from he's from there, and 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 so it was, you know, I grew up, in a very in, now I realise it's very interesting, but when I was growing up, it was just boring. It's just small, small town, small satellite town outside London, not much going on, no scenes. It, you, it, it's one of those towns where you you just London was everything. Yes, like, yeah. you were like I cannot wait until Paul I'm Weller in says London. that a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, you exactly. Came from a yeah, similar kind, kind of, of woking. Yeah. yeah. And it's that you, you, your, your entire life is, is, is just focused on getting into London, doing London. And, and so when Manchester came along, that was like, we used to fantasise. I'd like sit around and sort of fantasise about, oh, yeah, we'll get enough money to go to, go to the Hacienda, you know, and like that when I was a kid. I'm glad we didn't when I hear what went on.
0: <laughs> well, my dad's from Manchester. He was never into that scene. Uh, but my cousin Lewis is probably about your age, late yeah. 40s. And he used to go there all the time, and he's got all the stories. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, you can only imagine, well, it's, it's still in effect now, the positive, rippling effect that that whole movement had yeah. on Manchester as a city, culturally. Yeah, It man. just completely rejuvenated the whole place. And it was,
3: for a while, the centre of the, it was the everything. UK music yeah, scene, wasn't it? everything. And so you had the main the main bands, the Mondays and the Roses and... And then off that, you had all the, the uh, connected, like you had Northside and you had all these other bands, like the Charlatans and, and things like that. And, and it just became this magical, because you'd never been, I'd never really travelled. I didn't go on a plane until 1998, you know, I'd never been anywhere. So this magical place of Manchester, with all these exotic bands coming around was just, I just, I bought all the vinyl. I was just obsessed. And we all used to walk around in pink kickers and we had the curtains. and the, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, just, oh, it, was, it was an incredible time. That late 80s early 90s was just was a magical period and then you know uh we discovered we were doing acid we weren't doing e then we we're doing acid and acid was, well it was the second oh, summer of oh, love wasn't oh it? man it was amazing it was fucking amazing everyone was on a on a beautiful vibe and when i think back to it now i'm like just feels like the sun was always shining yeah and it was a great time music, a nice rose tinted yeah warm. exactly man and the music was banging you know, and you know you were just and then and, and from that you learn about older bands because like people well donovan like,
0: and people like donovan that donovan
3: and hot chocolate because there was a story that went around about sean ryder locked in his studio playing a new sexy thing on a loop and you go and you're like well sean ryder likes it i fucking like it yeah and then and then listen to like then you know, i like carl denver and uh-huh. all these things and you're that it just opened up this whole thing and then you had like primal scream really smashed it into and brought two sides together like how you know dance music and rock music and So there's this big swirling mass of 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 things and all the lines just got washed away. It was like because when I was growing up, my dad had all the Rolling Stones and and Dylan and all these really cool music, but wasn't cool to listen to. So I'd I'd have cassettes of it that I'd put together and then hide them from my mates. And so they'd come around, so they'd see all my Beastie Boys and all that stuff that you know was great, but you know I was embarrassed to say that I was listening to the Stones. And so when the Mondays blew up and
0: all of a sudden. I mean, it's particularly Primal Scream, you yeah, we were so influenced exactly, by The
3: Exactly, exactly. When that came out, when, when when Screamer Delica blew up, and it was just, and I remember people coming around my house, and I'm like, oh, i could put some music on. And they go through my dad's book, going, go, oh my God, you've got this, you've got that, you've got the White Album by The Beatles. The Beatles were not cool in my house. They weren't cool till I discovered them in 94. Yeah, and then the... you
0: had Oasis making them cool. Exactly, as, as that well.
3: was why. That was why. Because in my house, my dad was always like, no, The Beatles are a girls band. We don't have the Beatles in this. So stuff. he was a Stones Shoot. head, was Stones, he the blues, real, yeah. And so I remember, I remember it clearly. I remember it clearly. I remember Liam and Noel banging on about "Eye of the Walrus." I like, I've got to check this song out, man. I was living with this guy Stuart, and he had the red and the blue best ofs. Yep. And I'm like, right. So I remember, I remember sitting there, and I put on. I am the wars for the first time on headphones. Cuckoo, cuckoo! Oh my god! Sean Ryder lyrically Ray. was clearly
0: inspired by that nonsensical approach. Oh as well, yeah, I he? mean
3: he's a poet. Yeah. Sean Ryder is a fucking poet, and there's some people that will just go, oh, "No, he can't sing. No, he can't sing," but he's brilliant.
0: But neither can Dylan or
3: Neil no, Young. No, exactly, really. man. Of course not. And that, the best singers can't sing. Yeah. I don't want to listen to Craig David. I don't. <laughs> you, I don't care if you're note perfect. It's boring. Yeah. I want to listen to this dude. I want to listen to Marquis e. Smith. I want to listen to these people that are more interesting rather than, than you Yeah, know. they're
0: idiosyncratic.
3: Yeah, you go, what? And straight away you go, that's Marquis e. Smith. Yeah. That's who that is. You fucking know, you know, and I love that. Hit the off. Oh, dude. <laughs> fucking touch sensitive when that comes on. Oh, my God. I've been very lucky to have been able to have DJ once or twice. And I have total respect for people like yourself that can do it because it isn't just playing other people's music yeah you've it's got to take a people on the journey haven't you chemistry there's a way because i remember doing it and i remember putting touch sensitive on and the place went fucking boom and i was a god like yeah i fucking got this like riding this but wave. then once you've got him you've got to keep him exactly and then you drop something else and then people just go fuck that yeah yeah oh my god i've lost people the floor. on the dance
0: floor are so fickle and the sooner you learn the lesson that it's not about being cool or elitist that's about exactly. just the trick is getting yeah. the girls on the dance floor and then yeah. the guys follow and so and so many I, yeah
3: well i've been at parties and i know people that they're putting on music that they want to listen to yeah no, no 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 you've got to find a happy balance between what you want to hear and what they want to hear there's no point you just putting on fucking rare kinks b-sides because they might not want to dig that yeah they want something they want to listen to Groovers in the heart by uh-huh, Light, uh, dude what an album a that is banger yeah it's a great it's album a great man album. yeah and so that taught me we used to where it started i used to work for these brilliant lads selling t-shirts at Glastonbury and all these other festivals. And so we'd have this really... Was it legal
0: cool... or were you one of the guys
3: outside? No, 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 it was proper. It, it was, was proper. All, it was inside. <laughs> like, and, uh, it was like festival shirts. Long like... sleeve of five, a £10 euros hoods. <laughs> oh, no, this is, it was, like, it was, like, it was these were t-shirts with like cops take drugs written on them. Right, right, like cool, that. yeah. So it was like festival t-shirts. Well, that was the it, other yeah, thing so... with
0: that movement, wasn't there, was uh, a brand awareness. People were into slogans and certain yeah, brands. Yeah, and which again... Like fashion yeah. had a whole revival, didn't yeah,
3: it? Yeah, yeah, well, that was it. And I mean, that, if you look back, you know, I'm not into football, but I see the the. There's, the I love the the fact that football and, and music and fashion there's a Venn diagram of these things. Yeah. And you see, I remember uh, there was a great film Away Days, which I you know, i, I like I say, I'm not into football, but that is one of my favourite films because it wasn't. It's not just about the football. It's about the culture around it, and the and the and the relationship between the two two lads that are in it. Like like they say, it's quite homoerotic. There was a because the mate. There's like this main dude in this football gang. That this young lad wanted to be in, he's like, you know, and we've all been there. Like, oh, I want to be with the cool kids. I want yeah. to be with the cool kids.
0: Someone you idolise, yeah. And, up to. and then
3: it turns out that this the, this main dude, when he when he goes around to his house and and his it, he goes, yeah, he goes, well, I'm into that, but it's, it's not for you, man. It's fucking shit. We should get to Berlin and we should listen to this. And he's playing him. He's playing him. Um, Low by David Bowie. Yeah, well, yeah. Joy Division yeah. and all that, And it's like it's like alternative to to the football stuff. And you know, it's such a fucking good film. And then you got the other side of it. There's a bit where they all walk around the corner in slow motion. In I think it's a, it's in Birmingham. because there's all these, the Brummy lads dressed like Slade.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And they walk around all <laughs> these fucking casuals, and they walk around this bit, and one of them just puts his arms in the air like that as they're walking up, and it's fucking brilliant. And the hairs on my neck going up now. i was just talking about it.
0: I've never seen it, man. Oh, I dude, to check you've it out. got
3: to see it. Stephen Graham, brilliant. Oh, in he's it. in it, isn't he? Brilliant in it. Yeah, the two lads that are in it are absolutely first class. Amazing. And it talks about football and fashion and music and. Fucking great film! It really sums up that that, that period, that yeah. late seventies, early eighties era. And I love that. This so, so I don't know where I've gone on this tangent, but it,
0: I guess yeah. I mean, you were at the right age at the right time for a really great period in music. Yeah, for the absolutely. And I just missed out on a lot of that. I remember Oasis were my introduction to probably contemporary guitar music. Mm, I was about yeah. six or seven or something, maybe right. eight or nine. All right, mate. And, 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 and discover. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thirty three. So what?
3: Oh, God. 14 I'm years younger than you. 14 years older than you. Mind you, the same. Mate. Well, you Mom blew is...
0: my mind last night when you said that you've got a twenty. Is it 27-year-old 27, dad. 27,
3: yeah. Yeah, we'll,
0: yeah. We'll yeah. get to that in a bit. But yeah, I think that period in time, as you say, that late 80s, early 90s, indie just explosion yeah. off the back of the Hacienda movement, really. Yeah, dude, it was incredible. And it shifted it away from London. And obviously, you, know, you, you were in the South as a kid growing up mm. there. London was never really on my radar growing up in Birmingham because we always had a healthy music scene here then and gigs were always happening all the major tours would all come to Birmingham and so the concept of like London as this beacon of art
3: and culture was never really on my radar I suppose it's the city that's nearest you yeah so and because back then everybody there was still that North South divide oh there
0: still is now Massive yeah so. yeah they're really, oh, really? do you, think it's, do, I, do you not I, travel I think around people who live in london are just they're not even aware of a world outside now, yes
3: though. that's very true and that's and they never yeah. leave london and they're not even yeah. like fuck it,
0: they don't care because the only people say. that
3: can afford to live in london are fucking wankers yeah privilege. and i'll back yeah. that up 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. they are a bag of i'm moving cunts. back there in two weeks yeah i can't, well, I can't, I can't know, really afford to though, that's the key difference you fucking wanker i'm moving out it's it's i think yeah there wasn't... I, I travel around a lot and I, I'm very lucky to doing what I do. I see very... I go all to different cities. I love Sheffield. I love Leeds. Dude, I'm getting yeah.
0: tour envy being in your hotel room now because this just reminds me of being on the road. Oh, and I I love it for that reason. Leeds, Sheffield, Manchester, Bristol, yeah, Newcastle, Glasgow. Yeah. Go, going to these cities that all have their unique individual strengths yeah. and character. That's it. And I do find... and. If, I'm sure you'll agree that the further north you
3: get, the friendlier people get. Yeah, as well. man. Yeah, because it's you cold. You can make friends with strangers. <laughs> it's super cold. You want to stay warm. This right? is why. The, this is why the accent changes. As you go, as you go up. This was told. I was having this conversation with Rob that I used to do the t-shirt store with. I remember him saying to me because he was from Doncaster. Donnie from fucking Donnie, and he said, "I remember he was saying he goes to me. Yeah, the further north you get, it gets colder, so that's why the accent changes because it's clipped vowels. We want to get, we want to get what we what we need to say out quickly because we're going to freeze to death. Yeah, and that's why I was more friendly because like, yeah, come in, have a cup of tea because we can't stand out here. We're going to die. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's amazing. There is that friendliness and London. It's a cold exist. place. Oh, cold, like it, emotionally, yeah, Londoners. it's unsympathetic. It doesn't care about you. You go there and you have to keep up." It doesn't look it won't look back to see where you are. No. And if you can't keep up, tough shit, get yeah. out. Yeah. Because yeah. there's plenty of other people that will come and do it. It's a fucking odd place, London. And it's and it's had so much at the moment, it's a building site. The whole, the whole place is Everything just- Everything is just under development just all the time. just developing the whole thing and you're like, fuck, you have smashed the soul out of this once great well, city. places like
0: Denmark Street in Soho. Oh mate, it's just, tragic. It used to be venue, yeah, guitar shop, yeah, venue. Yeah, and you had, now um, it's just fucking Pret-a-Monges yeah, and Flats. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, you have your it's, London Astoria venue. Oh, the
3: Astoria was amazing. It was a fucking great venue. Um, I remember seeing loads of bands there. I saw Mel C there actually. There you go. <laughs> she was cracking. Alan McGee
0: was going to manage her briefly. Really? Then, yeah, it didn't work she out. She was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Mate. She's cool. She yeah. seems
3: cool. It's a good gig. That really good gig. Um, yeah, they knocked down that and they, they just they just flatten the whole thing. It's just becoming, it's just becoming a fucking rich person's playground. And there's nothing there because rich people have no taste.
0: And they don't want to protect the history. Of- Here's an interesting thing, actually, with Paris and Notre Dame. Have you mm. seen that some business guy was like, "Here's 300 million to rebuild it," yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lot of people are like, "Well, historical buildings are obviously important, uh, but can we not give that 300 million
3: to?" Fucking I was the same. I was one of those people. Third yeah, world yeah, countries yeah, yeah. That need like, our help. I was like, "Well, again, like we've and got." It's right. Yeah, it's like what? Hold on, we can find nearly a billion euros, oh, in an afternoon, but we can't. What we can't find a but billion we can't euros solve to solve
0: world hunger with yeah. that.
3: A billion euros can you imagine how much shit that would clear up yet we don't you know these, these billionaires aren't interested you know and then you get called out because I made a comment online and then someone was like, well why are you doing it online what's the point in that I'm like I have to say it somewhere I can't walk out into the street and say it just shout it I just need <laughs> to say it because this is fucking bananas that we're not helping people like you and I walked around last night. There's a a homeless person every two feet. Birmingham has changed
0: so much for the worse in the last five to six years. Uh, I left in 2014 after Kerrang! and went to London for a couple of years. And when I came back two years ago in 2017,
3: the number of homeless people seemed to have tripled. And it
0: is. It's literally around every single corner. It's
3: terrifying, mate. It's terrifying.
0: And And London is fucking obviously the worst because it's the biggest. And again, going back to that idea of just businesses and corporations just...
3: Ripping the heart
0: out of London, yeah, yeah. And if you can't, as you say, you can't keep up. Tough shit. Tough
3: shit. And all the people—they're pushing, they're pushing all the people out that that were born there, and they're all—they're all getting pushed out to like Canterbury and, you know, these shitty towns like Grimsby and things like that. And you know, the people, the business people run this world, and they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They're buying they're they're buying up properties in these big cities, they're not even living in them. Just, I know, yeah, that's fucking, the other thing, yeah. Like,
0: some Russian fucking billionaire yeah, yeah, just goes go, as one yeah. week a year holiday. It's just home.
3: This one big game of monopoly to them while yeah. while some poor fucker hasn't got a roof over his head, you know. And luckily we're getting into the summer now, so it's it, there's, there's London a, in know? the summer is a good place it's to a beautiful be. beautiful Um
0: do you still have love for the south? Are you still very much a Southerner? Do you identify as a Southerner or you just you're not geographically tied
3: I, down in that way? I obviously I sound obviously like a Southerner. Obviously you say yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't. All right, I sound, all right? yeah. which is right it's amazing because I'm not actually like that, but I've got this <laughs> wonderful accent that yeah. But I I think because of what I do, I don't I don't feel I I feel more it sounds really wanky, but I feel more a part of
0: the, the world. Whole world. I've yeah. realised
3: now, I've been lucky enough to travel a lot. That... Do you
0: gig outside of the UK a lot? Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: We were just out in, um, we just did some gigs in Holland. Wow. Yeah, and I've been to the States. I've been to the Middle East. Uh, the Middle East? Yeah, we did some gigs for the troops and oh, stuff right on. like that. And that was cool. That was a, it's a cabal and all that shit. And I bet they're
0: it. the most generous audience, right? Because they just want to fucking be entertained. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. They're just, of happy,
3: just happy, to see you. Yeah. And there's and part of that as well. You go oh, I'm, like morally, I'm like, oh, I'm, yeah. make, I'm making money from war, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a war that shouldn't be happening. And and you're like, oh god, yeah, I've got I've got bills to pay, and you know, but it's the same as like a caterer
0: stuff. going out there. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, same, you, yeah. These, they still deserve entertainment and need yeah, yeah, food yeah, yeah. Yeah. and you shouldn't feel guilty that you're... Because you're no. not capitalising on it. Do you know what no. I mean? You're, you're giving them as much as you're getting financially. You're giving yeah. them something that's going to get them through the fucking yeah. next few days. And once
3: and you when you talk to them, to the men and women that are out there and you, you have a conversation with them and they're, they're the same. They're like, yeah, we get it. But this is what we signed up for. You know, we didn't really have... It's not really all wanted to do but there wasn't a lot of options and this is a good career and blah, blah, blah. And, and so you get there on a human level and you realise, oh yeah, we're all, we're all hustling. We're all, all, all we're trying to do is survive. And it's... It, 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 well, it's so, all you know, poor people fighting rich people's wars as well. Of course isn't it is. The generals, on the, yeah, the general's on the hill. Yeah, the generals on the hill sending fucking us. Hut with a cigar. Exactly, mate. Having the fine yeah, wine. Yeah. And it's fucking heartbreaking. I've done gigs for the people when they've come back from war. And I remember the first time I did it, I walked out into the, into the main bit where we were doing the gig and there was a young girl on crutches and she was pulling herself along on the crutches and her legs were like dragging behind her. And I freaked out. I've 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 worked with um, old people and and people with disabilities before. I've never seen someone that I'm like a human being did that to you. You yeah. got blown up. And I went back in the office when Angie, the woman who runs the CSC, was in there. She was right. I went, yeah, yeah I'm just, I just need a minute because I've not seen this before and it's fucking it's too much. She was like, yeah, yeah. You'll be all right. They're just they're just people. They've just had a bad thing happen to them. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. And went out there and then it was fine, but. You're like,
0: fuck. As moderate. you say though, it's something that's been inflicted by another human, rather yeah. than just you're born with a disability. Exactly,
3: and which which I know is weird, but is yeah, it puts a different spin on it.
0: Of course, because you see the absolute fucking brutality that the human yeah. race is capable of. Oh
3: mate, human beings, man. <laughs> I know we love and hate in equal measure, and you know, and it's we're we're just animals, really. We just we got conscious, you know, got a consciousness, so we know we're we're aware of ourselves, mm-hmm. which other animals aren't so much, I suppose, but. We're still fucking animals. It's half of us want to kill the other Well, animals, we're arguably
0: know. the worst animal in the whole kingdom, aren't we?
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, we are just a scourge on the air. We are just raging uh, through it. We are wiping out, you know... Whole... Like, do
0: other animals kill and rape? <laughs> ducks. Like, do they? <laughs> I think mean, ducks you know, rape. Do they? And dolphins. Dolphins, right. Dolphins and. Do they? Sadistic I thought yeah. dolphins But were were that's cool. because they're, I think almost as highly evolved as well not almost but they're more highly evolved than most other animals they're, yeah, as, they're right. as close to us in the animal kingdom yeah, I heard so, that. That, yeah so that's yeah. why they've got that rapiness in them because <laughs> <laughs> it is take, mad isn't it? you can't imagine it. like a tiger going to kill a bison or whatever they're hunting in the fucking serengeti wherever they are and then just leaving the body i mean they're not killing for pleasure or sport no, no, no. they're killing because they want to eat and survive that's right yeah <laughs> we're the only fuckers that do that aren't we oh man we are fucked <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into comedy what was the inspiration um, I'd always loved did you grow up inspired by certain comedians or did you just have a, um, a funny side to you from a young age that you wanted to
3: explore well, I, more I never, I never in a million years thought that I'd be a comic that was something that other people did it's like being in a band that never occurred to me though, I you loved... can make a living from yeah, it, yeah I loved music I wanted to be a drummer um, my dad said it my drumming sounds like someone pushing a shed down the stairs <laughs> <laughs> But I, but it never occurred to me that was other, other people did that, and it was only till. Was
0: it as easy to get into when you started? Is it? I've it's a... now, or is it harder now? Oh, it's harder now. It's harder oh, now God, yeah. because there's so many, so
3: many people wanting to do it. Um, there's a lot of the big major clubs that you could have got into that would have helped you, and on the way have all closed down.
0: So it's the same with a lot of the live comedy venues as well yeah, as the music yeah. ones. There's oh, exactly, exactly the same. Yeah, dropping off left, right, and centre. Yeah, turn,
3: yeah. Right. yeah. It's it's it's. Hard. I wouldn't want to be starting now no you no, know, and it's it's getting harder it, for a for, for brand new comics and a lot of them a lot of young people coming through they don't seem to want to do the circuit they're like i want to get on telly yeah and well like, it's like that track yeah. way to get on panel shows isn't it? Yeah, and that yeah, seems yeah. to be the end game yeah now, some it? people they don't you know don't want to be comedians they want to just be they want to be on the television personalities like, yeah. yeah celebrities and, almost, yeah. Yeah. yeah whereas i and i never like i say i never in a million years thought i'd be a comic i just happened to be i'd always loved comedy i've got a mate of mine tom that i've known Since we were three years old, and he was almost like an older brother to me. He was almost like introducing me to like he introduced to Bill Hicks, right on Cypress Hill, you know all these things. He was like, I've heard this. Have you seen this? He was always always had this stuff, and so so that's how I got into into like liking comedy. And then we'd hang out, and my I didn't realize because he's really funny. Yeah, your mate? yeah, Yeah, Tom. And I was always trying to make Tom laugh, and if I got Tom to laugh, it was a real buzz. And then I realized I was making a few people laugh. I was like, ah, oh, quite like that, and that was it. That was it. Didn't go any further, and then I would had this major breakup later on. I, I it was this girl, I loved her deeply, and it all went to shit because we were taking drugs and being fucking assholes. Ended up, I was working at a funeral director's. Uh, so it was a very dark time. It was winter. I'm back at my mum's. I was just about to turn thirty, and I'm like, oh, this is fucking shit. And I was that's in all the, the elements oh, right oh, there, isn't it? Funeral oh, home, mate. back at your mum's oh, single. It was so bad. And, and you've got kids at this point as yeah, well, yeah. Got kids and, and so I'm dealing with the mum and, and, and that and the guilt of not being with them and all that shit and it's all going on. And I remember being in the canteen of the the uh the funeral directors and I turned the page over in this newspaper and there was this, this advert for up the creek. Bar people needed. And I'm like, well, I've i worked in a pub before, I can do that. I worked at a lazy toad in Beckenham.
0: What a great name for a pub! Great, a lazy it's not there anymore,
3: unfortunately. I was eighteen. It's called the Lazy Toad. I'm going
0: to nick that. that. Yeah, I'm do gonna, it. I'm going to call my basement in my new flat. That I'm going to get a little yes. basement bar. The Lazy Toad. Do it. The Lazy Toad. To come out for a drink. Fuck yeah!
3: We get t-shirts. <laughs> Fucking right, fist bump, man. So I, so I went. Oh, I can do that. So I remember ringing them up and I spoke to what I now know to be Drew, one of the owners, and he went. He goes, all right. He goes, well, come and see me tomorrow. This was on the Friday. So is it a comedy club? Yeah, Sorry, it's yeah, in yeah, Greenwich. Yeah. and um. And it's one of the, it's been it's going for years. It's, still there? Yeah, still there. It was called the Tunnel Club originally. All the greats used to go there. Vic and Bob and everybody and Jules Holland they used to hang around down there. It was, it was a real hub. Um, so I get there and Drew meets me and he's like, "Oh, he goes, oh, he goes, oh, he goes oh, okay, yeah, come through." So he goes, All "Right, this is where we do the comedy." I'm like, oh, brilliant! Yeah, you know, people are coming in. It's Friday night. It's getting ready for club night." Takes me to the bar. He goes, "Right, that's the bar." He goes, "You can put a pint." I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, All "Right, start tomorrow." Like, really? You mean yeah? That's it. That's you can pull to. a pint. Yeah, you're yeah. in. You're in. I was like, oh right, okay, you're in. Yeah, you're welcome to watch the comedy. Like, oh, okay, thanks very much. So he goes off, and I'm stood there.
0: It's got to be the best bar job. It was. Comedy it store.
3: was fucking amazing. I got. Because you just entertained every night, aren't you, mate? I used to see This when. So this was in 2001, January 2001. So people like Jimmy Carr were they weren't famous yet. They'd come down. And doing their stuff and 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 Michael McIntyre was on in the middle, and you know, and people were just, you know, they were just they were it was fucking great. It was amazing. I was like, I love this, this is incredible. And then getting friendly with a few comics, and then Rob Rouse, another comic, he's in Upstart Crow at the minute, and he was going, I think you'd be good at comedy, Rich. I'm like, I don't know, man. He goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. he goes, You got that glint in your eye. He goes, I think you should give it a bash. Then I became friends with another guy called Silky, and Silky had his own clubs. And Silky and I, one day we were in a. I was running up the creek. By now, I'd moved to Mason. There's another one in Maidstone, I was the manager of that. Having a drink afterwards in this crappy club, and he just went. Um, he goes. He goes. He goes. I think you should do it. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He goes right. Your first gig is on this date. It's in two months' time. You can't back out. You have got to do it. It's in. It's in. Bam. Uh, it was in. Where was it? It was in Oxford. It was which is which was. Uh, it's on Cowley Road, the Bullingdon, which is a great music venue. And he goes, right, and that's when you, that's, you've got to do it. You can't back out. For two that's months, the I, push you need, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I no shit backing my back out. Yeah, did the gig. Did two and a half minutes of the five I was supposed to do. Two and, and a do. half? Yeah, I was supposed oh, to do you, five. Bottled it. Really? I did. Yeah, I, did one, I got one joke out. Because you felt like you were bombing. So you no, 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 to no. no. I, had a, I got a good laugh, but I couldn't remember what else I was going to say. Right. I just went, ah, fuck. And there's a rule. I can't remember It's somebody's law, and like, if it's going well. If it's going, if, it's going, if it's going badly, get off. If it's going well, get off. And it's called something law. And as I'm on, Silky's voice came over the, over the, the house speakers and he just went, blah, blah, law. I went, oh, yeah, yeah, bye. And I got off and he went, yeah. He goes, good. You're going to be the resident open spot. Every month you're going to be in this gig. Like, Fuck. On the back
0: of one show of that, just like that? Yeah, because
3: we were mates. He went, yeah, he goes, he goes, I reckon you can do this. You've got to come back. And he had me doing that. And then he put me on in his clubs in B- Banbury. Put me on all of his clubs in Wales. Is that where you're
0: going tomorrow on the way back?
3: Yeah, I know. It is next door to where it used to be. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was how it started. I got I was mates with Silky. He gave me all my first gigs. Um, My ex-girlfriend Marilyn was running up the creek that they had in Croydon. And they were going to close it on a Friday. And Marilyn said, look, don't close it. Why don't we do this? Why don't we get rich to MC every Friday for cheap? That gives him stage time we get established act either end new in the middle that keeps your cost down that keeps it open everyone's happy and so I did that and so she got me doing that every Friday I'd go down and MC that and then because I was MCing up the creek and they didn't know the arrangement we had outside of the club they didn't know I was doing it for cheap and I wasn't really I hadn't been going very long they'd be like oh you do up the creek oh well come and do this so then I got in with the backyard I got in with the comedy cafe I got in with jonglers I got in with all these and before I knew it like three years in I'm getting I'm getting paid work all of a sudden I've gone from just like that. That's... 100 quid a week. It took me three years to get from 100 quid a week to like to like six, seven, 800 quid a week. And it was massive. And it, and it just snowballed from there. And all of a sudden, I'm 14 years in. And I've never looked back. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. And I never even knew I was going to be a comic. That's the main thing. I didn't know. You never sat down one no. day and
0: went, I'm going to go for this. It just was an organic
3: it just, evolution. Yeah. And because I've got kids, it was like, I have to make this work.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me last night, yeah. 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 it's that financial drive, that hunger. Yeah,
3: yeah. This has to work. I'm now 47. I don't have another choice. This has yeah, to I'm work. Yeah, I'm fucking unemployable at this yeah, stage. Yeah, of course, can man. I I ain't <laughs> to... <laughs> My desk could be upside down by lunchtime. I cannot go back to a normal job. So I'm fucked. This has to work. And so people say, what's your drive? Survival is all it is. You know, like, I can't afford to sit back and be complacent. I have to make this work. And that's what pushes me on. And that's why we talked about last night. Some of the bigger acts, when they get to that point where they're millionaires, and yeah, just they don't have that hunger anymore. Yeah. yeah, and so, and it's a shame. I mean, I'd love to get to a point where I'm that comfortable, but uh, I don't want to lose that. It in, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to lose that. I'd hate to lose that that drive. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
0: i think when you go to a certain length of time with the hunger still there it never goes Mm, yeah Yeah, because a lot of people become successful quite quickly yeah oh this is easy and you sort of you know you throwing the towel a little bit to some extent and it happens with bands a lot you know bands that get massive on that first album Mm, it doesn't really happen anymore but you know they get super famous super quick and then Mm. you just see the quality dip like Guns N' Roses bands like that you know they came out the gate so strong yeah and then I guess drugs and fucking all egos and all that of course rips it all apart uh it's obviously a very solitary existence and I know because I do a lot of DJing and it's the same thing I'm on tour and it's just me in hotel rooms on trains you know you get a lot of downtime, a lot of time to think obviously as a comic that's good because you have a lot of time to write yeah do you get lonely
3: yes yeah very much so and it's that's why when i get to a hotel room i put all my stuff out nice i, I always i'm un-
0: seeing he's got all his gear like hung uh, up yeah. like he's at home yeah i unpack
3: my bag and so i'm all comfy and then and then i keep myself busy like i'll read or i'll write stuff try try not to be on my phone too much because there's that you know you get caught in this loop of masturbation and Fucking social media, and you're know, like, <laughs> "Oh god!" And then you start getting depressed because you've, you've you've spunked all the zinc out of your body. <laughs> you know, so you're, and so it's in, it's important. I try and you know I haven't today, but I know tomorrow I'm gonna have a day where I'm out of the hotel, and then I'm gonna be hanging around waiting for my other gig. So there'll be a whole day of out.
0: Well, there's also a lot of um, waiting.
3: Oh and, god, you know, yeah.
0: Because you know you have a show to do, your mind's on it all day, yeah, 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 yeah. and it's for me in terms of nerves, the build up. And the weight is the worst part. Once you're on stage,
3: it's all gone, isn't it? Yeah, I, it's gone. From, Do you still get the nerves? It's not so much nerves. It's I get. I've realised now. I used to think it was nerves, but it's not. I'm 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 anxious to get on because I because I love doing it. Yeah. yeah, it's excitement. I love it. And I'm really. If I haven't, my missus says this. If I haven't got a gig, I'm shocking. My ex-wife used to say that all the time. She's like, if you haven't got a gig, you're unbearable. Really? What you just I down? Because I live for that. Yeah, I like, oh, just. Cause I love doing it. I yeah. love making people laugh. It's such a fucking buzz.
0: It's the greatest gift that the world has. I think being you know, able to make people yeah, yeah because yeah. you can. And it had been a while. I got to watch you last night for the first time and loved it. And it had been a while since I'd been to a comedy club as uh, a, like a guest. Mm. I've done a couple in the last year myself performances. Oh yeah. And um, how did that
3: feel? How did you? Uh,
0: for me, the first one was the best. The first one was yeah. great. I did it in L.A. Nice. And what I found was my sense of humor and my material if you will was probably better suited to yeah. an American audience because it's a bit more alternative, a bit more rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I noticed this last night as well and maybe you could comment further on it, but it seems to me that a lot of UK comedy nights and comedy clubs aren't so much people who are actually interested in comedy. It's just like a night out for a gang, a birthday party, yeah, an event and then it really is like the most democratic form of entertainment because it's like back to that Shakespearean age yeah. where you're really it's without being like using a negative word. The peasants. Do, do you know <laughs> the what trolls, I mean? Do yeah. Know, do you know what I mean? It's your basic blank yeah. blanket of just people, the public, the general public. Yes. As opposed to. Man of War are playing around the corner tonight. Everybody in that room is going to probably have a Man of War t-shirt yeah, on. Yeah. So that and tonight. they're fully invested in it. Whereas with comedy shows, it's just like, oh, you know, I just thought I'd come along because mm. everyone else is doing it. And yeah. so you don't, they're not on side to, from the start. Yeah. So you've yeah, got to yeah. fight and you've got to win them. Yeah. And with LA, I just got them straight away and it went great. And then I did three more shows, uh, all in Birmingham, all at the Actress and Bishop, um, I guess amateur nights that me and two friends put on. Yeah. Uh, my friend was like, we should just start doing a comedy night at my pub. Um, you can host and then we'll just get a bunch of acts from the area. So there wasn't really any names. No. Um, so a lot of the time it was one comic brings two mates. and yeah, like, So you get yeah, a lot yeah, of that yeah. as well. So you get like really heavy laughs for one person from like <laughs> one area of the room and then they give you nothing for the rest <laughs> of the yeah. night. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's tough and I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the Birmingham shows because I didn't enjoy people that I was performing in front of I'm I'm no good because I've only done a few shows so obviously I have so much work to do but I just was like it felt like this is lost on you this material oh mate and then then, so then I'm like well fuck you then (laughs) do you know what I mean and that must be a really hard thing to come to terms with as well because you must every night have to really fight really struggle and if you don't get them, there's always that one guy, isn't there, who's like stone always. faced, not, yeah. and that would affect me in a very
3: profound way. Yeah, and that would never go away. I think the more you, the more you do it, more of those things you get your head around, and you go, you start to understand. You get I because we always had that thing of like, you know, like, imposter syndrome, where you're like, oh, I don't deserve to be here. This is shit. I'm shit. Blah, blah blah You get to a point, you have that many good gigs, you start, you, you suddenly, start riding you, that wave. Yeah, don't you? suddenly you go, oh no, actually, no, I'm actually good at this, and I've earned my place. Where I'm at now, I've earned, I've earned it. I'm, a, I should be in this green room because I've worked really hard to get there, and that changes. So that, that you get that. But those gigs, those gigs with the three people sat there, they're what build. They, you know, you because you, you, you're trying to. You go, okay, that was shit. I need to I need to work out how to survive in those rooms. Yes. Where well, it's all yeah.
0: about the process of improvement, yeah, isn't exactly. it? And That's it's an ongoing, yeah. continuous yeah, thing. Man. And those shit gigs are what inform you and make you a better performer. That's it, man. It's like and know, you've yeah. got the
3: minerals to carry
0: on. Exactly. <laughs> and you know after your
3: first gig whether you want to do it again. Yeah. I always say that to people, they say, You got any advice? I go, I don't, not really, but just go and do it. You have to go and do a gig. If you if anyone listens to this and you're like, oh, I want to get into comedy no point in sitting there going oh I really want to get into comedy go and do spending it
0: spending months writing and yeah, rewriting yeah, yeah. And, go and yeah. do it go
3: to a gig go and do it go and find an open, an open mic night somewhere get up on stage and do it and then after that first gig I guarantee you you will know if you want to do it again yeah. or if you'll never want to set foot up there again it was interesting when we, because I said to you, so how did it go, your first one? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it was brilliant and you were really buzzing and I was like, oh, yeah, brilliant.
0: Oh, no, so that one as well, the one that you messaged me on was a festival in right. uh, Bath that my friend put on. Okay. It was just like a hippy-dippy music right, festival. Right, right, right and that one actually went really great because yeah. you know there's like sort of a kind of Bristolian that's let's it, have a yeah, bit of a dab yeah, of MDMA yeah. like although it was a family event they were a bit loose and alternative so that one actually went really well as yeah. well but it was the ones in the pub when it's as I say yeah. a bit more of that that's it let's get our shirt yeah. and it's the way people dress up for it as well do you know oh, what I mean no. it's like they're going out fucking clubbing <laughs> do you know what I mean I'm like but what there the is, fuck
3: yeah there, there is this I mean the Glees are, are really good clubs like they bridge that gap between Yes. People that big groups of people that are going out on the lash and they're they're going out to for comedy first. Yes. As a preamble to their yeah. to the clubbing that they're gonna do later on. Um but they've also got they also attract um proper comedy savvy, you know, fans of comedy. So they're really in that they really bridge that gap between those two things. There used to be clubs like jonglers that were really all about the people on the lash. There was that's all it was. It yeah. was all geared to stags, hens. Yeah. And I'm no disrespect to them because without them I wouldn't. I, they they helped me get to where I am now, and, and they, you know, they paid, they paid my right, but bills disrespect and shit. To like that. The
0: clientele who are coming in without any respect for the art form. Yeah, not giving a fuck. And like, don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they're
3: getting fucked off because of food shit or whatever. You yeah. know, cause...
0: And they're talking throughout sets yeah, and shit yeah, like that, yeah. and that must yeah. be fucking distracting and yeah. annoying as hell. Well, those there was clubs, none of that now. last night. No, I but
3: this is the thing. This is what I'm saying. Like the Glee and the Comedy Store, uh, Comedia as well in Brighton and Bath. They're very well policed. They've got great security, and they and you know, and the MC will go on and go right. No talking, no this, no that. You know, have fun, but don't be cunts. Yeah. And if they do, if they do become cunts, then the the the, the staff there, the door people will come in and they'll leave, they'll give you a couple of warnings and then they will just chuck you out. And those are the best clubs when there when they're, there's, there's it's been somewhere there's been no one there and it's been fucking unruly. And as a compare, you can't. What are some of your it. worst
0: experiences of that? Oh,
3: mate, there was one and this guy friends to punched me in the head. He like didn't, shouted out across no, the No, no, he didn't even do that. He was, there was a big table of guys, and he was sat with his back to me, and the rest of the table were looking. And I wasn't smashing it. I was doing all right. You know, I, was, I, was on, I was on first, and i would not been going. I've only been going a few years. So, And then I saw this guy, and I'm like, mate, you know, you're not going to turn around. And he just leaned over to his mate and said loud enough that I could hear. He's like, tell him to fuck off. I'm going to punch him in the fucking head. And I went, you're going to punch me in the head? And he just looked at me and went, yeah, I fucking am. I was like, oh, God. And then I lost the room, lost the room completely. And the door staff were outside. They were fucking talking. So I'm trapped, you know. I'm like, I'll oh, go and get my head punched in. And I came off, and the main, the guy that runs the place, he was like, oh, how was that? I went, guy just fucking threatened me. He went, oh, well, what happens? And then just fucked off. He's, he's a cunt, actually. Yeah. <laughs> his, his name's Dave True. Hey, name
0: and shame. Yeah, fucking Dave True. Go
3: fuck yourself, you cunt. So, yeah, I've been very lucky. I've not had any mad Have you ever been? Assaulted, no, I've been, no, I've been loving Is that common or not? No, I know it's not common, but I know people that have had glasses thrown at them. And glasses um, at Jim Jeffries became a name, I love him off the back of that. You know, he got punched at a comedy store in Manchester, and that kind of elevated his name. Well, sometimes up, it you know.
0: can help you out, can't it? Like that brilliant Bill Burbitt we were talking about. Oh, yeah, night, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes on saying, goes from, <laughs> <laughs> I got 10 more minutes, and he just goes to town on the yeah. crowd, and about a third of the way through. You can feel the tide turn. That's it. And he starts to win a moment. he wins a moment. there's they're certain people who can him. get away with that and do that. There's certain people who their whole shtick is that they just berate the audience. Like yeah. a Frankie Boyle type. Yeah. He's obviously yeah. changed his style a bit in recent years. But, you know, those people, there's almost like it's a badge of honour yeah. if you're taking the piss out of, isn't it? So there's, people almost respect yeah. it. And if they get it, they're a bit like, yeah. I, I was
3: roasted. Like That's it. Yeah. There's a fine line. You have to be careful last night for instance there was that guy in the front row where well, you were chatting to him at the end yeah, and he was like fine. Your best yeah mate yeah yeah that's it and he no he was fine that one i was talking to there was another one on the other side that yeah yeah stone was, face the, stone <laughs> the entire night all night just didn't want to be there and i knew that straight away when i was talking to him i was like i'm not going to keep going with this he's yeah. uncomfortable this is going to make everyone else uncomfortable this is already a tricky room because they were fucking lifeless at the top they were had a really work hard but yeah, you know, I've seen other acts where they'll just hammer that into the floor, and you're like, "Dude, leave him alone. That's not going to end well." Badly on you. Yeah, in the end, I've you seen it. The yeah, room. I've seen they stood up and go, "Right, I will fucking kill you, you cunt." You know, and there's the act, like, "Oh, I was only joking. I was only joking." Like, mate, you fucking asked for that because yeah. you didn't leave him alone. Yeah, leave him alone. It's all very well having a bit of a laugh with with the audience and taking the piss a little bit, but you have got to do it in a way that You it only be mean spirited. No, exactly. They paid money. Yeah, they paid money. They're here for a show, not to have you fucking tell them their life shit yeah <laughs> you know it's, 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 you have a bit of charm and a bit of this but i'm lucky I, I get away with murder so the thing that drew me towards it and when i
0: moved to london i want to try and get back into it and try my hand out at doing a bit more is we've touched on it a couple of times but i'd like to go into specifically on that the idea of creating a momentum mm. and controlling it and owning it because as you say like a band They've got the amplification and the set list and all the points. And you have to be a pretty shit live band to not get the room Mm, on side. Here's my set list. I'm just going to perform them as they are. You're going to sing along. It can be quite an easy thing sometimes if you've got an arsenal of hits to just get out there and fucking go through the numbers, right? Whereas with comedy, you have to take ownership of that room and you've got to, as you say, read the vibe Mm, and direct it and shape it. And that for me is the greatest feeling doing it yeah um and the hardest thing in the world it's such a skill it's such a like subtle incredibly multifaceted, multi-layered yeah thing to be able to do. you're basically directing
3: yeah and you've got to be able to come up with material that is palatable to the entire room to the entire room everyone's all all got yeah. different political beliefs yeah, yeah, different yeah, tastes interests yeah. personalities and you can't please everyone there'll be people there that it's, it's, it's different when you're on a bill like 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 you saw last night, where there's you know there's there's four different acts on, and very different it. as well, very, all different. very different, exactly. So someone's everyone's going to get something that they like, yeah. you know. And so is that the goal yeah.
0: when people are putting together these bills? If yeah, they try and make yeah. it as varied, make as make it possible?
3: as varied, make it as diverse as possible, and yeah, make it interesting because you know for years it was always you'd have like four ball blokes in suits talking about their divorce, and you're yeah, like, yeah, 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 nah, yeah I need yeah. more than that, and yeah. that's what's happening now. Like there is a big, there's a major change going on which is brilliant absolutely brilliant and again that's another reason why you've got to keep fighting and you got to keep because now um you know I'm a straight white dude yeah it's, like, it's not fucking easy for it's me not now very fashionable. and I'm not yeah and I'm not complaining I'm not going, like, oh poor to be, me isn't Exactly. It? you're like oh shit yeah I need to up my game and keep in it because it's very easy now they go yeah, we don't need you now mate we're going to do this now and other people are getting chances you go yeah so in order to stay in the game you got to, you've got to keep going you got to work really and hard so, yeah man work. Cause it's yeah, cause it's, and again that's all I have got. So trying and trying to you've got to make your material palatable for the entire room. Um, make just keep it trying to keep it funny. Make a point, but make it funny. It's, it's, there's a whole there's a whole level of sub you know sub level stuff going on. As many layers, you know.
0: Is emceeing a very different experience to actually just doing a routine? Because I I'm thinking back and I emceed. Two nights at the actress and bishop in Birmingham, and mm. they were the ones that didn't go so well. That I didn't enjoy the mm. bits where I just got up and did my five to ten minutes, yeah. or in this other place at so the festival, I did twenty. I remember telling you, oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. twenty minutes and you've done one gig, <laughs> that's and one. Like,
3: <laughs> <a> nutter. <laughs> and then when you came back to me, you, go, oh, it's brilliant, it's brilliant, yeah. and, then, and I was like really pleased for you. And in my head, I'm, I'm not going to. I was like, I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not going to say that's what it's. Be. I was just like, oh, well done, yeah, brilliant. Well, keep going, man, keep going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to go, yeah, listen. Yeah. You had a good one there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Next one might not... I, yeah. do, want to say, and, I do want to be no, that of guy. of course. Well, I, I've yeah, read
0: this book it. called uh, Zen and the Art of Comedy, and it's a really good book about just giving you the tools to write and perform and try and just, I guess, like a beginner's guide to, mm. to stand... And it says, you know, like, the first gig might be the best thing ever, second, great, but then third, shit. Yeah. And then that's when people go, oh, I'm just going to give it up. Exactly, and yeah. It's like, you, you're not really a full-on stand-up until you've done, I think, a thousand shows or something Yeah, what it said.
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, I think it was, unfortunately... Do you gig every
0: every single
3: night? I gig. Um, that's the other thing as well. As so a lot of people, are, you've yeah. got to be doing it every night, all the time. I gig is two more... or three a night. If you oh can. mate, I gig all the time. I, I will. I would gig every night if it was up to me. I mean, yeah. From now, how many on average do you do a year? Oh God, no, no idea a year. Two hundred. I do. I do sort of between three and five a week. Every week. Every week. Yeah. Um so most of the times, yeah, so you're of, looking at about two hundred
0: to two hundred and fifty gigs a year, yeah,
3: yeah, and I've been doing it fourteen years, so you know like i like this week now, I haven't got a night off now until middle of May, really, yeah, I've got gigs of it every night, a straight up month, yeah, yeah, just doing it, wow. and then you know and obviously
0: I, like with everything in life, the more you do it, the better you get of course,
3: and you get to a point now where when I'm on stage and I'll say something that that might not land, or I might fuck it up i'm I'm so comfortable to go. Oh, that didn't work. Oh well. What I was trying to do was this, blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah. Anyway, let's do this one. And I'm, I'm up there just having a conversation with all these, with like 300 people.
0: Well, I have been doing a lot of live QA events over yeah. the last year. And that was what pushed me into this world of wanting to try it out, is because I was hosting a lot of shows with the Sanchez Boys last year. Yeah, right. yeah, And they I saw were that, basically yeah. comedy shows. You know, we're telling funny stories about mm. funny shit that they've done. And I was like, I reckon I could have a go at this because I've got enough mad stories from my life and my career. Yeah. But then what I found is it has to be to a specific audience because my shit is very specific. And right. What I loved about watching you last night is you absolutely smashed it when you're talking about all those 70s references about oh, when yeah. summer holidays start. You're just off on your own. you got to fend for yourself <laughs> and about the Nazi weird teacher. And yeah. there's all these references. The, the whole room of a certain age, obviously not everybody got it, but then you could also do the younger references because of the kids' material That's that you right. got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were hitting both demographics, the older and the younger generations, yeah. with very, I mean broad in a good sense, like yeah. broad material that everybody could relate to and connect with. Whereas mine was a lot more, I guess, self-indulgent and like this is just funny shit. That's well, you're to going me. with your no. own references, yeah. aren't you?
3: And you, and, but that's the thing I when mean, you, if you w- don't yeah. have those
0: reference points yourself, yeah. you're like, well, I, I don't care about a funny thing you did with Ozzy no. Osbourne. Well, that's
3: it because if, if people aren't into Ozzy Osbourne, then they're not going to be on board with that material. Yep. If you go on and you're talking about Slayer B sides mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't yeah. even know the A sides. Well, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Andrew O'Neill. I wouldn't go that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great comic. He by is a great like. comic. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, yeah.
0: You have to make it. Accessible, don't you? Yes, and then there's that thing, it's like the DJ thing, it goes back to that actually. Were mm. we saying that in this podcast or yours? I'm oh, losing that was this, track. One. That yeah, was yeah, this one, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's the same sort of thing as you can't be playing those niche, deep cuts to please yourself. And I yeah. guess it's the same in comedy, isn't it? It's like you have to make your material accessible,
3: it's it, yeah, absolutely. And play yeah, to yeah. the crowd, yeah, not yeah, for yeah. yourself. And there's but so then many, there are yeah.
0: comics that do just play
3: for themselves and kill, but are there's very a- good at what they do, yeah. And it takes a, it's a rare skill to, to, to be able to do that. And it, and I I don't know if i possess it or i'm not brave enough to to do that or i don't know i don't know we, it, I, I all i want to do is make people laugh and i don't care how i do it you you're know, a man I'll of the people it. i think yeah and i think I, that's I, what people. Yeah.
0: do you like emceeing more than just performing or do you not I, have a preference
3: i like both actually i like doing a set you can just do it on and off but i love emceeing because there's a responsibility to it for there the is, entire isn't there? night yeah
0: and that's what i do with the q a's it's the same gig yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. it's also a little bit easier to be funny if you're not the main event yeah do you know what i mean yeah, there's yeah, less pressure yeah,
3: yeah. and going on and going wow that was you're great, always the really, ace yeah. in the hole yeah you're you
0: like, know you're like, i wasn't yeah. expecting the host to be this funny Oh, the time I mean? mate i
3: get that so often and then they're like oh you, you know
0: you were the best part about the night yeah, almost because oh,
3: you're wow, like a surprise. yeah and you're and you're in it you're in it with them you're like that's it yeah
0: this group, There's a movement, isn't yeah. there? if you're just a performer that's doing your bit you're almost like this alien that's landed on
3: their island it, for a brief yeah. period Whereas come and have your, a party like, yeah come and have a party this is when you're emceeing listen come with me have a really good time i've got some brilliant acts yeah come with me have a really good time at the end of it they go wow i'm so glad i came with you i know it was great wasn't it let's do it again another time Yep. And that's that's where I come from with, with MC and it's all of it's an event. An inclusive experience yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so even though I'm talking to people and having a bit of a laugh about their jobs and that, I don't necessarily, I don't, oh, there was there was someone that was it was a rail engineer yesterday, I just said, we fucking hate you. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. and the whole room loved yeah. it, because they're like,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do hate fucking bus replacements. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah,
3: but I, but I still managed to do it in a way that- Cheeky, with side. a smile, yeah, yeah exactly, rather than yeah. just shouting in their face. Yeah, like, you fucking cunt. <laughs> so, you know, is that, speaking of gigs, I'm going to have to go. Are we? Yeah, yeah all right. have a time. Uh, I don't know, what Let's have are we on? We on? Let's have a
0: look. Oh, yeah, we're at an hour. Fucking yeah. Seamless. Yeah. Very, very quick yeah, topic. Got, yeah, yeah we've got time. I want yeah, to hone in on. Yeah, man. Give me a peek behind the curtain into the green room world of comics because it's an area that fascinates me. I've been to a lot of music events where I've been backstage. Yes. And I know that world inside and out. Yeah. But I'm very intrigued by the, the comedy green room and what comedians talk about back there and the mood and
3: the vibe and the um, antics. Yeah, it's all very different it's all very different it's funny actually it's very telling yesterday we they all like, just left didn't they after their everyone everyone left last night yeah or what you and you were because we were sitting there, I was like I'll get I'll get a, I'll get us a beer and you were like oh you got beers in the green room like like a band Yeah. I'm like yeah, it yeah. used to be like that it isn't like that now like they still clubs like the gleam is like that they'll sort you out they'll look after you it's they're really cool but there's a lot of places now you, you you know they they don't do that anymore but um the, the green rooms are very different. It all depends who's in there because you know, you've, got, you've got people that you get on with really well. You've got people that you don't really know that well because you don't see them very often. Uh, but you're still civil. There's very few people on the circuit that are cunts. There is. There's yeah, very few. Yeah, very few. Everybody knows who they are. Um, so
0: there's a fairly common camaraderie yeah, amongst comics everyone's where pretty cool. you're all yeah. equals and you're yeah. on the same page. Yeah, definitely. There's a mutual respect generally across the
3: board. Yeah, I mean, before, for example, there's sadly there was a there's a, a big uh, comic, big uh, I say big. He wasn't famous, but he was a major influence on so many people on the on the on the on the circuit. Ian Cognito sadly passed away last week. Week before, on stage, he died on 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 his gig. Like he, but he was doing his gig, he was smashing it. And then he walked to the back and he sat down on, the, on a stool. He put, his, he put his head back, he put his arms in the air, and then he died. And that was... And and, people thought it was part of the act. Yeah, they all thought it was part of it, Like Tommy Cooper, all yeah. those years ago. And, and that, the, the, the outpouring of sadness across the circuit, online, everyone was talking about uh, Cogsy. Really, it was like, oh yeah, we, there is still a love there for each other and we still give a fuck. There is that. There is a like I say. There's a couple of cunts, but you, you know, you tolerate them, and it doesn't matter. They're everywhere. On the whole, everyone's pretty cool, and you go into green rooms, and it's and, you know, we might be talking about what's been going on lately, or we might be talking about um, whatever. You know, you are having a laugh backstage. Like last night, I was having a real laugh with Susie McCabe. She's brilliant. She's fucking great, man. We are having a right laugh, and you know, and My partner ugly. got the dogs. I got the guys with diabetes. <laughs> 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 so there's that, and it's and, and it's lovely, and sometimes. You have a drink afterwards if you if you're away from home or you, or you know you 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 know you just go you do your gig and then you leave. But who are
0: the party animals on the scene? Um... Are there any left? Was the eighties as well a lot the case that people would the... just be sat round just carving up rails? <laughs> was, that, was that common practice back then? Well, I I missed all that. It Did wasn't
3: you? yeah when I when I got into comedy it was all bottles of water and five year plans. But now it's all you know it, that's it was like but back then in the 90s what, a lot of AA people lot of well mate it was just littered with coke and you know right. I remember there's a there's a comic I don't have to name him <laughs> uh, Glenn Wall fuck it Glenn Wall is well, one of my best he's one of my favourite comics I love Glenn Wall and there's a story about him being off his fucking head on pills and it's uh, to the point where halfway through his set someone had to go on stage and turn him round because he was talking to the curtain <laughs> I love shit like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: But is that kind of gone? Yeah, like, well, like in the music industry? Because now, obviously, people would just film it on their phone, stick yeah, it on YouTube yeah, or Facebook, yeah, it yeah. goes viral, and then their careers drastically yeah. fucking damaged, didn't well, it?
3: There's that, and then you have to, you have, to, like, again, you know, there's, there are, there's fewer uh, comedy places, like, fewer places on bills than there are comedians. So you really, you can't afford to be seen to, to be, see, to be fucked. If you go into a green room now and you're doing lines of Charlie off the fucking off the menu they're not going to book you they're like oh you're a liability and i can't have that whereas back in the day you know it yeah, yeah it was like yeah fucking, yeah it. And it, so it just changes now it's more it's more work based you just you have it's all about being a professional and yeah afterwards you can get hammered afterwards you can go and do whatever you want to do but in the moment of the gig you have to take it seriously and that's the difference now you know we're not doing lines of Charlie and. There are party animals out there, but they don't do it at gigs. They go off and they'll do it. Have you partied with anyone? Tom Stade is a mate of mine, Canadian comic, one of the best in the business as well. He and I have been pretty (laughs) fucked. I remember him, he came back to mine. I used to live in Greenwich, again, with my ex-wife. And um, we got back, we had a few drinks, and he went, he goes, oh, have you got anything else? I'm like, oh, I've got this fucking horrible speed that my mate gave me. You know, let's do that. I'm like, oh, God, anyway. So we're doing it. I end up losing my mind, and I'm like, I've got to go to bed. i have lost the plot. I don't know what I'm doing. Tom ends up ringing his mum back in Canada on his mobile phone for three hours, <laughs> and he's. I just get coming out. I'm like, Tom, man, you got mate. You're gonna up. you gonna wake up all the flats. Chill out. As I've stood there naked, just off my fucking head. I've partied with many people, but. It's always been separate. Yeah. To, to to you know to the to the, the so the show's the show. Yeah, the show's the show. Then after that, you you do whatever you want, and you can get fucked up like you do a gig Friday, go and get pissed or whatever you got to do on the Friday night afterwards. You got a gig Saturday. Do you
0: find it hard performing hungover?
3: Yeah. It's a struggle, isn't it? Yeah. I saw last night I had a couple you of drinks. You've got to be sharp. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it hungover. It would be awful. would it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just be phoning it in, and it then you know, I don't have a good gig and then the audience can feel it and you know it's not fair. If, especially if you're emceeing, yeah. it's not fair on the other acts if you're just walking up going, oh, no, fuck, man, am no. oh, fuck. Because yeah. it's your responsibility to get the night into a certain place where the acts can come on and then ride that wave and, and do the best that they can be, the, be the best comedians they can be. And if you're fucking it up in between, you're just, up, you're just ruining it for everybody. So, yeah, you have to be more professional, which is a shame. I heard some stories. I'd love to, love to, yeah.
0: <laughs> Dude, pleasure. Thanks, man. This is the first double podcast I've ever done. It's been a long day, isn't it? <laughs> it's, been, it's been a great day. Well, I was thinking on the way here, I was like, I'm so grateful for what I get to do for a living. Oh, absolutely. If I had to do just a regular job, there's certain days where you know I'm a bit tired, a bit jaded, like me. I'm talking about this, a bit hungover, and it's like, hang on, what I'm about to go and do is chat to my mate for a couple of exactly. hours. Exactly. And it's it's such a blessing, and yeah. I love it. But we can do yeah, this, yeah. and we can. Congratulations with all the fucking success so far and oh, thanks, keep man. going with the podcast. Pleasure, man. Thank and, you very uh, much. Yeah, if people want to check it out, it's on all the platforms. It's called it is, Insane yeah. in the Men Brain and um, it's great. And there's loads of great guests on there, including myself. Yes, <laughs> mate. Michael Smiley, though, as well. Smiley fucking was hell. a beautiful one. Have you got any coming up? You can tease. Yeah. You want to tease a couple coming up? Who
3: have we got coming out? I can't remember. Uh, Scrooge's Pip. Nice. We did one with him the other week. He's coming on. We're trying to get Prince Harry
0: you were telling me this last night yeah
3: because he's just he's just announced something with oprah winfrey about mental health and because my podcast is a lot about mental health we were like right let's email him so we we my missus put the word out does anyone have any contact details someone came back went yep here you go so we're gonna it obviously goes through someone doesn't go directly to him but yeah yeah. we're we're trying to get prince harry
0: fingers crossed mate because once you've got him on as I learned with John Lydon, and that's way fucking higher than yeah, that. Yeah, man, is it opens doors and gets other guests a lot more excited and exactly. willing to come on the show. Fucking exactly. One of the royal families being on. Yeah, man. Do you know what I mean? They're going to come flooding. Of after course that, they so. are. We'll get
3: Iggy Pop, pair of us. Fucking hey. <laughs> uh, good luck tonight. Thanks, man.